to the Money Mentors Podcast. So it's so nice of you to tune in and join us and whatever's going on there with your family, I'm just so happy that you're joining us in our family. And so I just want to say thank you for the blessings we've received, not only in our business, but in our family as well. Um, recently, this last week, we've lost some more clients due to COVID, shocking some of them being so young. And we've had births this year. We've had different things going on. But once again, it's all about family. So I just want to say thank you for listening to us and becoming part of our radio family if you're just joining us today. Yeah, the focus should be on your family and enjoying the time, making the memories. And uh, so sorry to hear about some of your clients too, Gary. It's been a really challenging time for a lot of families too. We recognize that. It's not uh, necessarily happy holidays for a lot of people going through loss. And if we can be a resource for you at a time like this, uh, you know, feel free to reach out even after the holidays here. But you can always reach out to us online at matsonfinancial.com if you have a particular concern and uh, we're going to do some looking ahead on today's show we might have gotten a little bit of a christmas gift from congress gary in terms of them not being able to agree on how to pay for this uh, massive spending plan so build back better seems stalled for now and uh, you can thank one senator for that it just goes to show how much power one vote can have these days At the same time, you know, there's an old pessimistic saying, no good deed goes unpunished. And I think capital gains taxes are a perfect example of that because really it's the price we pay for making a good investment. Now, our current long-term gains have a top marginal tax rate of 23.8% of the federal level, uh, pretty low historically. But under that most recent Build Back Better plan, I know they were talking about raising it as high as 31.8%. That would have been the highest rate since the 1970s. Now, of course, we don't know how this is going to shake out in the new year, but how do you help your clients be as efficient as possible with the taxes that they have to pay on things like their investments? As you know, Jennifer, this is very unique for every single different client. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes it's capital gains that we have and we want to harvest those at a lower rate. Sometimes that we don't want to touch those and harvest them at death because what happens is that Let's say, for example, I bought a share of Ford stock at a dollar, and now it's worth $100, and I pass. And these are non-qualified assets, like an IRA or anything like that. What happens is there's a free step up in value, otherwise called there is no capital gains on the gain of that stock when I pass it to my heirs at the date of my death. So it's something you really need to sit down with a fiduciary about and have that clarity with your CPA and your fiduciary to sit down and look at that, should you be doing or reaping harvesting gains? We had a client that we actually did that. We harvested the gains and actually gave them to a fund that he wanted to donate funds to. So he had highly appreciated assets. He did not need those assets right now or in the future. So actually he gifted those to a fund That's a 501c3 credited fund, which means it's non-taxable to him, and he gave those gains to that donation. Now, when he does that, those gains actually go away, so he doesn't ever have to pay those gains on it. So it's a great way when you have a lot of highly appreciated assets, sometimes to do a gift. Other times it's time to reap the harvest the tax. Other times it's time to do nothing. Actually, it's good to sit in the sunshine and enjoy the sun and the warmth. Mm-hmm. You know, that's sometimes you do that when you're harvesting in the garden. Uh-huh. Say, hey, I don't have to do anything right now. Everything's working right. And other times you even want to harvest losses. So last year in 2020, if you harvested losses and now you have gains this year, that you can offset those losses, now it's a great time to sell those assets and reposition them, 
Because once again, when you reposition assets, you're going to realize gains. And then maybe you want to be more risky or less risky, depending on what's going on. And as we see what the market's doing recently, and we kind of expect it's going to end up this way in the year, kind of going higher and lower as things going up and down, we actually think there may be some good efforts at the end of the year, some gains that we're going to see. Okay. So once again, they haven't changed anything. We can do some things even in the first quarter of next year, January, February, March, because the new tax rates have not taken place, and we'll see when they do. Real life lessons about your retirement. You're listening to the Money Mentors Podcast. Well, as we look back this week, guys, and back in 1978, it was that year that President Carter signed a law that changed the course of retirement, really, for a lot of us by introducing the 401k. Dave Richardson, who is the head of the TIAA Institute, tells Yahoo Finance that after 40 years, that 401k has inadvertently become a plan for retirement for some savers. One of the big things that we found in this research, one of the things we're actually kind of worried about is, is that kind of with the rest of the economy, we see with our participants, people are working later into life. And many people are working up into an age, into their early 70s, where the first distribution they have to take is actually that required minimum distribution. And unfortunately, it's becoming somewhat of a de facto default distribution option that once people start this, inertia kicks in, other things kick in, it really becomes kind of their retirement income strategy. We don't think that's a really good idea. It's kind of interesting uh, to see how this has Mm -hmm. kind of changed over the years. What is the best way, though, to actually use that 401k to help us fund our lifestyle when we do stop working? The biggest thing is whether it's a 401k, 403b, 457, these are all IRS codes. That's what defines the plan. And we have those out there because there's certain restrictions that we can do within those. But that is that once you get retired, you want everything to be converted to an IRA, an individual retirement account. Okay. Why so? Now, some people say, well, you know, I'm not unhappy with my work. Or they'll tell me things like, well, my work pays these fees for us or, or different things that are going on. Well, the thing you want to understand is this, is that the 401k plan is set up by your employer and you have a choice of the assets they have available and only those assets, number one. Mm. Number two, which is so important, is that when you get to age of requirement of distributions, if you have a 401k with this company, another one with another company, and you got an IRA over here, you must take required minimum distributions from each one of those accounts, each one of those. Maybe you've got more risk in this 401k and all the markets went down, and now you have to take it out as a loss. Well, your IRA, you have different assets where it didn't lose, and now you have to start taking money out of that. It would be better to have it in the umbrella of an IRA so that you can aggregate or choose where you want to take your required minimum distributions. And let's face it, having all these different accounts and sign-ins and different assets available makes it very difficult to really manage that in a very comprehensive way. Yeah. Because let's face it, when you have a 401k, you have a lot of people that actually use mutual funds in their 401k, and you can't see the underlying assets. You can see categories. You can see definition of different companies, the top holdings, Mm -hmm. but you can't see it totally all the way through. Now, if you want to be really active in making sure you're taking advantage of the market's movements, you want clarity, and then you want real-time trading, not end-of-day trading like 401ks. So there's a few different things, again, like we're talking about, and the list is much longer than that. Yeah. Well, and I think there's a a mistake in just assuming your 401k is your plan. Laurel, a true retirement plan is very different from just this account, right? 
Absolutely. And that's when it comes to a 401k. A lot of times we see clients come to us and they have a very large 401k. They've done a really good job at putting money away and saving. Let's say they have a million dollars in that 401k. Well, like we're kind of talking about here, these are all pre-tax dollars. So when you turn 72, that's what they were talking about, the TIA piece there, as well as Gary, you have to take those required minimum distributions. And maybe you're in a position to where you don't need to for the income flow per se. You have enough through pension or your other investments, but now you have to. And so we want to make sure that you have a plan that's diversified. So when you have this 401k and they come to us becoming a new client, we're going to look at how we can diversify that through different strategies. And also a step further, how do we look at a better tax strategy for you over the years? Because you have one large asset in this case, if you have a million dollars in a 401k, that's all pre-tax dollars. Every time you take money out, you have to pay taxes on it. So let's create, you know, work towards having a more diversified plan, whether that's some non-qualified assets in there, um, maybe some Roth IRA money, different kinds of strategies with portfolios, as well as different kinds of uh, qualifications of money. Yeah, the 401k is an accumulation vehicle, not a plan. Weekly lessons from your money mentors? Yes. Hit the subscribe button now and listen every weekend on Wood Radio. The opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Fee-based financial planning and investment services are offered by Matson Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products and services offered through Lakeview Financial Group, LLC, Matson Financial Services, LLC, and Lakeview Financial Group are affiliated. To find out if Matson Financial Services is licensed in your state, please call 800-536-8907.